And now, the season 10 finale of the Entertainment Beyond show. Welcome back to another episode, my little truffle hunters. On today's podcast, I'm going to discuss my thoughts and feelings pertaining to Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie. I was supposed to see this movie. This is actually the first time. You know, I think I told you guys about that on a brief, you know, keeping it real episode. Um, I was going to go see this film. Uh, the uh, preview screening, which is typically held on a Thursday night. But to my motherfucking surprise, I was not able to find a seat. The movie theater was booked out, which never happens. That never happens. The only times I can remember, you know, post-pandemic, that a theater has been packed to the gills was the last two Spider-Man movies that came out, so No Way Home and Across the Spider-Verse and now Barbie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I got kind of spoiled with... Um, the movie theaters and the way they're doing things now post-pandemic where ain't nobody typically going to a damn movie you know i think a lot of people got spoiled and oh i can just wait and it'll be on video like fucking capture lightning in a bottle and take your bitch ass to the cinemas and watch a film the way it was intended the way it was shot and produced catch it you know catch a wave don't be no rock beasy catch a wave And so I tried to get a ticket for the Friday screening and the Saturday screening, but the entire opening weekend was booked out. Or they had seats that were like aisle seats, like right next to the aisles. And uh, daddy ain't going to watch no damn movie from a side angle. Shit, I don't even watch my pornos from a side angle. I got to be front and center. So I waited, and I finally got to see it. Um, This last week, not this last week, I actually got to see it over the weekend, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised at it. Like, I knew I was going to go see it because it's a cultural, you know, cultural canon event. It's a cultural event. You can't not watch Greta Gerwig's Barbie. So I finally got to see it. It was still packed, more so than I thought. And for a movie that's just, it's been out for, um, I want to say like a couple weeks now, like probably a week away from a month. And yeah, shit was still packed. You know, a lot of couples and, you know, people always, well, they don't always, but Every once in a while, I get those questions like, oh, man, don't you feel awkward for being the only single person in theater? Like, no, because I get to see the movie I want. I get to choose the size of popcorn and drink that I want. I'm not having all these extra random-ass add-ons that don't even get consumed. That's relationship, theater, cinema going. When you're going to the cinema as a single, you ain't got to worry about the bullshit, you know. You bring the ruckus to yourself. And I bring the ruckus to the ladies. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a good time. It was a good movie. It was a good film. 
I don't know if they'll win any Oscars based off of any of the random songs in this film, but you better believe your ass. You know, you can come back. You can run this podcast back. I am putting money down on. I need to go find someone to make a bet with this. Barbie, if it doesn't win an Oscar for anything else, it will most definitely. This is my four thumbs up stamp of approval. The Barbie movie will most definitely win an award, will win an Oscar for set design because holy fucking shit, man. The set design is so insanely good that you might lose yourself looking at it. You know, I'd seen it. I had a sister and I had female cousins. No, no, I don't have any female cousins. Actually, I do. I do. I take that back. I do. Um, but I'd seen some Barbie's dream houses and whatnot. And so looking at it was like unlocking a door to my childhood memories and being like, oh my fucking God. Like they really like Emerald, they kicked it up a notch on that set design. They fucking, they puts it down on the set design. I can't even, like, it almost broke my mind, almost broke me mentally seeing that set design because it was fucking baller. Like, I was, I, I knew, you know, it's a Barbie movie, so anything aside... It is a two-hour commercial. It's a two-hour toy commercial. You know what I'm saying? So I knew I knew what was going to be going down. But I didn't expect the set design. And a lot of people have been, you know, I've been, you know, when you, I feel like if you're going to do a podcast like this where you're reviewing things, best to stay away from other people's opinions. So I was like Neo in the Matrix, dodging reviews left and right, left and right. Um, you know, when I was discovering this uh, little tiddlywinks about this film, I knew that it was going to partly take place in Barbie land and then kind of in the real world. And I was like, uh... I don't know how much of the real world I want to see if this is a film about Barbies. And, you know, this, at some point, an actual Barbie, the stereotypical Barbie, breaks out. Um, not sure how much I would be into that. But they, they give it about as much attention as the Lego movie gives the real world interaction. And funny enough, for two toy commercials, two long-ass toy commercials... Will Ferrell happens to be at the heart of both of them in terms of the real world, the human world, aesthetic of it. And I found it to be joyful. You know, one thing I wasn't, I was watching the commercials and the trailers and shit like that. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm definitely going to go see this film. Excuse me. Go see this film for Greta Gerwig. But then you got motherfucking Shang-Chi, Simi Luau, Simi Liu, I'm sorry, I butchered his name, you know, Simi, Simi Lao, Lao, Simi Liao, however you say his name, the cat who played Shang-Chi. Um, as soon as I saw him in it, doing his little dance moves and shit, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see it for Greta and I'm going to see it for Simi, you know. I had no idea that America Ferreira was going to be in it and she is just 
aged like the finest of wines. I can't even, you know, I gotta give her one of these. Because America Ferrera, vroom, vroom. Like, ooh, ooga, ooga. But one thing I wasn't counting on, so the first time I watched the Barbie trailer, I'm like, who are these random guys hanging out with Ken? You know, like, I had understood that the Barbies, there's like a million different Barbies, Dr. Barbies, white Barbie, Asian Barbie, Latino Barbie, trans Barbie. There were Barbies, Barbian galore. You know what I'm saying? But as far as my knowledge of Ken, there's only only only, only ever been one Ken. And that was stereotypical Ken. It's like who's who's Simulo playing? Is like I don't remember them being an Asian Ken. You know, there was Ken for the longest time. Historically in Barbie Historia, there was Ken for a long time. And then I thought, you know what? Ken needs a friend. We're going to bring Alan out. Alan's like most basic bitch looking motherfucker. Hold on. Alan's like the most basic ass. But I was, you know, color me surprised that they had a uh, bunch of different Kens. I didn't think that, that Shanks, Shanksy, I didn't think that Simi would be playing dickhead Ken, you know? I liked it, though. It was a lot more, the um, comedy was a lot more grown-up than I expected it to be, because I'm looking around at some Barbie movies, so of course moms are going to bring their daughters. Like, these films like this make me wonder, like, I wish I could bring my own daughter, Bella, you know, daughter, father, date, take my kid to the movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't, unfortunately, for reasons... Her mom hates me, but that's not what this podcast is about. I'm just saying I wish I was able to take my Bella to see this film. I feel like it's a very pivotal uh, canon event for young women the world over, and I guess older women, too, because this is essentially what Black Panther was for the black community. This is that film for the female community. I'd heard someone on a podcast say this is Black Panther for white women. Barbie don't know no borders. Barbie don't color discriminate. Barbie is Barbie. She's for the women, by the women, about the women. I liked the, uh, I, I just liked this film. You know what I'm saying? It was, it did get a little bit long in the tooth. I feel like by a certain point in the film, I'm kind of like, okay, okay. Like it was so bright and neon that I'm like, I might actually, the, the brightness, the sheer brightness of this film might cause me to evacuate the, the cinema, might cause me to leave the theater. And if anybody knows me, when it comes to film and television, I am a completionist. It doesn't matter. I watched Charlize Theron's Eon Flux cover to cover, I watched um, Mila Jovovich, Mila Jovovich's, Mila Jovovich's Ultraviolet, which came out at the same time as Eon Flux. I watched that cover to cover, and I even paid that shit. I snuck into the Regal Cinemas at the Lloyd Center 
I used to be about my shit. I used to be studious about sneaking in the movie theaters and shit. I was on my grizzly when it came to that type of shit. Like, not even going to fucking lie to you. I was on my mo fucking grizzly. You know, I was getting movie tickets. I was getting them straight up out the dirt. I had to go and get them out the mud. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. I'm not going to use slang from this today's generation because I feel dumb. But no, that's just, an, you know, to let you know how, how much I, I really do care about film and the cinematic experiences. Even if a film is bad, I have to finish it. I can't wonder for the rest of my life, whatever happened at the end of that shitty movie? So I kind of felt like just because it was so bright walking out like but I mean it's a Barbie movie you're not gonna have Barbies with you know wearing black and shit like that it's just not it's not how they get down Judge Joe Brown so and like I I kind of thought like maybe there'll be something in this film that'll be like a straight out the gate tearjerker and I was kind of glad that it was more so funny than anything else. But then towards the end of the film, spoiler warning for anybody, I'm kind of just, I'm not really going to spoil it because it turns out people are seeing this movie at their own pace, but Barbie ends up running into the creator of Barbie and she kind of breaks it down and things are settled back into what they are. And so the creator tells Barbie, you know, I named you, I created you for my daughter and I named her after my daughter, Barbara. And then that that's when I could start feeling, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. The tears are tearing. And uh, I can't remember what Margot Robbie's Barbie says, but the creator says that, you know, mothers have to stand still so that their daughters can see how far they've come. And my God, man, like, that was it. That line right there, that tiny bit of genius fucking writing in a two-hour toy commercial. That's what made me tear the fuck up. And and to be honest with you, it's a brilliant line, but the line could be applied to, it doesn't just have to be mothers and daughters. It could be mothers and their children. You know, I would, I would restructure it. I, I know why the line was delivered the way it is, pointedly, but I would restructure that line to say that mothers stand still so that their children can see how far they've come. And if I wasn't completely worn out by this humidity, I'd probably be choked up saying that right now. But humidity wins. No tears for me, Argentina. Which is actually a really dark song if you dig into the history of that shit. No tears for me, Argentina. Like, Or don't cry for me, Argentina. It's actually a pretty fucked up song to put in a child's cartoon. Anastasia, bomb-ass Disney flick. Peep that shiznit. Um... But yeah, no, it was great. It was a great film. It was a fun time had at the cinema. And I'm glad that I got to see it, you know. Tickets being sold out were in my way. My anxiety was in my way. I finally bucked up. I said, Nuck, if you buck, cry mob ho. And <laughs> I, I went to cinema and I had a good fucking time watching this film. And so, as you all know... I have a rating score of between one to four thumbs up. One being eh, the, the least I'd give you, four being fucking magnanimous. And I'm going to give the Barbie film, this would be like maybe the third or fourth time in the history of this podcast, 
I'm going to give it four thumbs up. I thought this was a perfect film. It's a perfect film for mothers and daughters, fathers and daughters. You know, it's it's just, it's a perfect film. And it's come out at a time in history where we need more positive affirmation for young women in the world because the world keeps getting darker and darker. And so we need this. We needed Greta Gerwig. We needed Margot Robbie's Lucky Chap production company to come along and co-finance this. Mattel was on their shit with it. Like, Mattel was so kosher about being made fun of. So many jokes about Mattel. So many jokes about Barbie. And I do like that the daughter in the real world, the daughter of the mother who is responsible for Barbie, the stereotypical Barbie being the way she is in the early part of the film, I like how she points out, you know, like, because it's always been my biggest thing, why I, why I would never personally buy my daughter a Barbie is because I feel like she kind of gives women, without being a woman myself, this is just a man's perspective, which I know uh, as a man, my perspective isn't always needed, but I've always, it's always been my argument that Barbity, bar, Barbity, Barbity, sounds like the, the horror movie, Barbity coming to theaters this January coming to theaters this January. She can only be played with so hard, so rough for so many times. Finally breaking that packaging and mold. Barbady. Sounds dumb, honestly, but I do I do pretty decent. I do a pretty decent movie guy voice coming to you this December, August. July, June, a man, bald, had one vision, beauty and majesty, and he took that vision and broadcasted it all over the airwaves of Podcastia. Jensen, the beautiful and majestic motherfucking Dean Jackson, coming to a cinema near you. Maybe VOD on demand if you don't have a cinema near you. You can always pay 50 bucks to watch a film. Yes. But I, I did like that, that they didn't, you know, they showed every point of view of what Barbie means to some women versus what it means to other women. And yeah, like I've always said, I always feel like Barbie is a negative connotation of what a woman is supposed to be because we all, whether you're a man, woman, in between, whatnot, you don't identify, you're non-gender conforming, whatnot. Whatever your situation is, we all come in different shapes and sizes. It was always kind of like troubling that Barbie never had like thick Barbie, Barbie with stretch marks, you know, just all the colors of the rainbow, the full tapestry. And so I liked that they had that little monologue about how Barbie ain't shit to the the tween, because Barbie is a negative connotation on what a woman is supposed to be. And I, I find that, I found that to be very, like, yeah, again, it was another point in the film where I had to be like, Greta Gerwig fucking gets it. And so, yeah, um, brilliant script, brilliant acting, the set design is chef's kiss. And so, yeah, I'm going to give this fucking film. To me, this film is perfect. It gets four thumbs up. It's in theaters now, so go check it out. Don't dilly, don't dally, don't dawdle. 
Go get a little bit of Barbie in your life. Go go check out a little bit of pink. It sounded filthier than I meant it to be, but I, I implore you to seek this film out. It will, at the very least, make you laugh as it made me laugh. All right, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.